Welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Linton podcast, coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee. Be sure and check us out and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Telegram, as well as on the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. You can subscribe to notifications on the website to follow the blog there. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at libertyleadershipandlies.com. Again, that is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Now, on to the episode. This week's topic is liberty. Awesome timing for this week's topic, too. We're talking about liberty after I attended the Freedom Summit this past weekend down near Chattanooga. Let me tell you, the lineup of speakers was awesome. Patriots like Tory Venable from Americans for Prosperity, Gary Humble from Tennessee Stands, Shaka Mitchell from American Federation for Children, and of course the host, Brandon Lewis, the founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Also, the grassroots panel that closed out the day gave some incredible insight. These people on the grassroots panel, Jabri Richardson, Elizabeth Murphy, Adam Calabrese, and Rick Dram have been standing in the arena fighting for hours, yours and mine, liberty. I had a great conversation with Jabri, too. He is a 25-year-old veteran of standing in the arena. We had some great side conversations during many of the breaks. I really hope he takes me up on my offer to stop by whenever he is in the area. In fact, I will gladly meet up and have a cup of coffee with anybody that comes to this area for vacation. There is strength in numbers. So as iron sharpens iron, we can sharpen each other for the many battles to come that are needed to restore our liberty. I also got to enjoy the summit by sitting next to a next-level patriot throughout the entire day, Mrs. A.J. DePreece. She and I must have even received the same memo on the dress code. We both showed up wearing blue jeans and bright yellow shirts. I'm looking forward to traveling with her to our state capitol and a bunch of other patriots from the Tennessee Liberty Network and exercising our citizens' right of remonstrance in front of the Joint Operations Committee to discuss their lack of accountability with regards to the state's education and health commissioners. Overall, it was a great day at the Freedom Summit. I'm looking forward to more events like these where we, the citizen sovereigns, can stand in the arena holding our currently serving elected officials accountable to us and accountable to their oaths. The underlying message from each speaker, and most succinctly captured by Jabri at the end of the summit, is this. Show up. That ties nicely into what we discuss on nearly every episode of this podcast. Show up. Throw off the apathy. Take a stand in the arena. We need to stop doing the same things we have been doing for decades. First, we have to stop doing things like not talking about politics and religion at the dinner table. As Christians, that is what our Lord and Savior commanded us to do. It's the Great Commission. All nations does not exclude those people that sit at the dinner table with you or the ones you work with or live next to. It especially does not exclude members of your family. Sharing your witness, your testimony, with family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers is part and parcel of what it means to be a Christian. Our God is the God of freedom. It is not my truth 
or your truth or their truth. He is the truth. Second, we have to stop sending the same people to our state's capital and our nation's capital that either actively work to rob us of our freedoms or they sit idly by while our freedoms are eroded by the very institution that was formed to protect them. The number of incumbents that run unopposed for their seat of power from both major political parties is staggering. People that promise to represent the will of the people should have to fight and fight hard to win our support. They need to prove they are defenders and advocates for liberty and the principles enshrined in our republics and our state's founding documents. Then, once they are in office, they must continue to fight to advance liberty. At the bare minimum, they must defend liberty. Speaking of incumbency, that was one of the major topics at the Freedom Summit. Incumbency is the direct result of voter apathy. I called attention to this a while back in a previous episode. The amount of time these usurpers serve in the halls in Congress is astounding. Here are just a few examples. Don Young, the Republican, has been in the House of Representatives for 48 years representing Alaska. 48 years! We talked about him specifically in a previous episode. Others in the list of over 40 years in Congress, meaning they've won at least 20 re-election campaigns, are Chris Smith, the Republican from New Jersey, Steny Hoyer, the Democrat from Maryland, Hal Rogers, the Republican from Kentucky, John Lewis, who sadly passed away while he was serving in Congress, the Democrat from Georgia. When he passed away, he was serving in his 34th year in Congress. There are others with more than 30 years in Congress as well that won re-election in 2020. There's Marcy Kaptur, the Democrat from Ohio, 38 years. Peter DeFazio, the Democrat from Oregon, 34 years. Fred Upton, or I think that's his last name, he's a Republican from Michigan. He's been in there for 34 years too. And of course, Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat from California, 34 years. We've discussed her previously. Members from both major political parties serving in Congress for the equivalent of two or more generations. Generations of the theft of our sweat equity and our liberty. Do you think the major political parties are interested in true servant leaders running for office? Are they interested in the best, most capable candidates serving in office to ensure liberty? Or do you think they are propping up candidates that will do their bidding and the bidding of the political party's major donors? I believe the answer is obvious. While political parties are agenda or platform driven, it would seem that the agendas for the past few decades at least is only power and control by government. Their agenda, while it may state it, is never about liberty. The electorate needs to shake off the apathy that has been enabled by the major political parties. Besides elected officials in the halls of government, the people need to seek positions within the major political parties as well, guiding them away from their current paths of supporting the status quo. The status quo has not advanced the cause of liberty in our republic for decades. In fact, the status quo has had the opposite effect.
Every day our liberties are being eroded by people in elected office that only seek to remain there, in their position of power and authority. If you are tired of hearing yourself say over and over, there is nothing I can do to fix it, let me tell you, you are wrong. Seek elected office. Start locally. Either with the political party as a precinct captain, or on the seat on the school board, or for a seat on the town council, or as a county alderman, whatever it takes. We are the citizen sovereigns of this land, and we need to make government once again realize its role. That is, that the power of government and the authority of government only come from the consent of the governed. Do you want an example of just how desperate those in power want to stay in power? Look to how they just described what happened this past week in Cuba. Study closely how they describe why the people there are protesting. And that got me to thinking, too. Thinking about how sad it is, the apathy here in our republic. Look at the protesters in Hong Kong last year and these latest protests in Cuba. What flag were those people waving while protesting the actions of a totalitarian communist government? It's the flag of the United States of America. We are the last beacon of liberty in the world to every country outside our borders. Contrast that to how we behave here at home. We suck it up and allow our government to lie to us in order to erode our liberty. We allow them to lie to us to conduct generational theft of our sweat equity. We allow them to lie to us to put us in perpetual debt bondage. Everybody that is seeing those images on television and on the internet of people trying to free themselves from the yoke of an oppressive government and cheer them on yet do nothing to preserve our liberty here at home, should be ashamed of themselves. For decades now, we have done what Benjamin Franklin alluded to when asked what type of government the Founding Fathers gave to us. And when he replied to that question, it should have prompted everybody to think. A republic, if you can keep it. We are losing the republic. We are becoming the government's which those people in Hong Kong and Cuba are fighting to escape from, or to change them. In fact, in their strident calls for every citizen here in the United States of America to submit themselves to an experimental emergency use authorization only medication, they are actually tying the protest in Cuba to their citizens' demand for that medicine. I mean, as the meme I posted the other day on social media stated, we went from our government offering us free donuts to threateningly telling us they know where we live who have not received that medication faster than you can say crimes against humanity. From bribes to threats. That is exactly how a free society wants their government to protect liberty, right? Going door to door, asking them if they've submitted themselves to an experimental medication. Never mind the warnings about death and other adverse reactions to the medication. You must take it, because as the Health and Human Services Secretary said on national TV, the government has a vested interest in it, because they spent a lot of money. 
They didn't spend a lot of money. Well, actually they did, but it wasn't their own. It was ours. Or how about the actual proven ineffectiveness of this medication, requiring you to take continuously on and on and on? Or the most recent report about one of the versions of this experimental medication coming with a warning about an increased risk of a rare neurological condition known as Guillain-Barre syndrome. And these are just some of the reasons for the hesitancy. The primary reason why is the government wanting to force us to take it. Yet people that refuse to take this medication that has zero studies on the long-term adverse effects, which are impossible to do on a medication that is less than a year old, were vilified in the public square, called all kinds of names, by both politicians and the media, and even our neighbors. Shame on all of the totalitarians in what used to be a free republic. At this time, I'd like to pause for a message from a sponsor of this podcast. Mrs. A.J. DePriest is the director of Proposal Logic. Proposal Logic is a woman-owned, minority-owned small business located just outside Nashville, Tennessee, serving federal contractors with proposal management and technical writing expertise. Since 2011, AJ has served more than 150 federal contractors on proposals for more than 200 federal agencies. While average win rates for federal proposal developers rest around 35%, AJ finished 2020 with an astounding 100% win rate for her clients. So stop losing conventionally and start winning unconventionally. If you are a federal contractor and you are ready to win government contracts, contact AJ at 615-474-2123. Again, that is 615-474-2123. Or you can email her at aj at proposalogic.com. Again, that is aj at proposalogic.com. P-R-O-P-O-S-A-L-O-G-I-C dot com. Back to liberty and the ways in which we can reassert our role with elected officials, many of the ways we discussed at the Tennessee Freedom Summit. And always remember this statement from our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And for people in Tennessee, these words come from the Tennessee Constitution, Article 1, Section 1, that all power is inherent in the people. And all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their peace, safety, and happiness. For the advancement of those ends. Is it any wonder, based upon what I just read you from those two documents, that those people in elected office will do just about anything to rid our country of these constitutions or these founding principles? They want to erase them from history and from our collective memory. They the usurpers in Nashville, Washington, D.C., or your state capital, want you and I to forget that their power is derived from our consent. Our collective apathy has provided them the confidence to slowly, discreetly chip away at our liberties. 
Well, not so discreetly here lately, though. There are reports all over the news and all over the Internet about the three-letter agencies violating our First and Fourth Amendment rights, brazenly doing this. Government getting around the First Amendment by encouraging the silencing of dissenting views by big tech, social media, as well as in the print and cable news media all over the country. Then there's this recent news reports that the usurper and chief's administration are enlisting the help of SMS carriers, you know, how you send texts, to fact check any of our texts to stop misinformation about that experimental emergency use authorization medication that they are pushing all over the country. Now, how is this even possible? Well, it has become possible through our apathy in allowing government, along with their allies in big tech and media, to work together to circumvent our constitutionally protected rights. They are also ignoring the constitutional requirement of legislative control of election laws in the individual states, but only if it benefits them. The federal government will aggressively fight against any state's legislature that asserts its constitutional role in determining the manner and method of voting in their states if it will weaken their position of power. They encourage state executive branches to put in place, without the support of the legislature and the people, voting methods that even former President Jimmy Carter said would be ripe for fraud. I guess we witnessed that, didn't it, huh? But hey, let's violate the Constitution when it benefits us. Let's fight against states that follow the Constitution when trying to ensure free and fair elections so that the citizen can have faith and confidence in the system. So another method we discussed at the Freedom Summit was to keep an eye on your elected officials, both in Nashville, for us here in Tennessee, Washington, D.C., or in your individual state's capital. Carefully read the legislation that is proposed and voted on. Contact your representatives frequently, not only when they act against the interests of the citizens, but when they do something that aligns with their oath of office. Reward them with kind words and encouragement when they do the right thing. Much like the government is rewarding the bad behavior of illegal immigration, it results in more illegal immigration. Just like anybody in a leadership position knows, when you reward good behavior, you get more good behavior. If you reward bad behavior, you get more bad behavior. So words of encouragement and praise for doing the right thing can result in the elected representatives doing more of the right thing. Try to arrange face-to-face -face meetings with them. Be an advocate for good legislation and an opponent of bad legislation. Take the emotion out of it and just point out how it is bad, how it is detrimental to liberty. Because you know what? There are plenty of people that are being paid to actively work against our liberties that we must volunteer our time and our sweat to engage with these elected officials to counter them. If enough of us do these things, it can slow the erosion of liberty and maybe eventually reverse it. It can reverse it by pointing out their erosions of liberty for them and all of their constituents to see, and then replacing them with people that seek first the cause of liberty. 
Another way in which we can be active is to use the usurper's tactics and techniques against them. Utilize social media to our advantage. Find the keywords they use to suppress your messages and then skirt around them. After all, elected officials have been using words and legislation to skirt around their duties and responsibilities. We can do the same thing. And there are plenty of platforms available for us to use as well. Use them to arrange face-to-face meetings with members of your community so you can get them involved in grassroots campaigns and organizations. And all politics start at the local level first. Begin there. Focus on the local and state politics. Focusing on that will eventually lead to fixing the federal level. Be as innovative as the usurpers of our liberty already are. We will talk about the role of the church in restoring our liberty in a leadership episode. But that's a good place to start organizing as well. Adam Calabrese on the Grassroots Panel talked about a few ways for people of faith to get involved, and I really want to dissect that some more. If you're listening, Adam, I would like to extend an invitation to you to come on the show and we can discuss leadership and the church's role in preserving our liberty or their lack of fulfilling their role, most especially during this pandemic that we just went through. Well, audience, I have to tell you, I was really inspired by Adam's passion and his knowledge on this subject, and I think you too would be inspired as well. Before we get to the closing segment, I'd like to pause for another word from a supporter of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Rose area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757-962-0102. Now, on to the organizer of this past weekend's Freedom Summit, Mr. Brandon Lewis. While he admitted that at first he was reluctant to enter the arena, like many other conservatives, he got tired of waiting on elected officials to do the right thing. He jumped into the arena head first. He was an intimate witness to the duplicity of journalism in our republic, and he decided to take a stand. Something for which every Tennessean should be thankful. He started the Tennessee Conservative Media website to re-energize true journalism or provide an alternative to what is now called journalism in our country. He discussed the power of conservative citizen journalism. We all know the national media not only leans left, but they are actually now the definition of left. 
while many in Tennessee think things are or should be different in the volunteer state, you would be mistaken. Much as I was when he gave us information, facts, and statistics to back up what he spoke to us about. The ratio of liberal to conservative news in this state is horrendous. With the national and state media so far left, they can be considered the propaganda wing of totalitarianism in our country. Notice I tied them to totalitarianism and not to a political party, but to big government status, to people that enjoy power at the expense of individual liberty in our country. Because they had their favorites on the right and the left side of the political spectrum, because denying you and I our rights is no longer limited to either major political party. Both of them are filled with the usurpers of liberty. Brandon introduced me and the rest of the summit to methods to increase awareness of what is actually going on in our republic, that of the power of what I mentioned earlier, conservative citizen journalism. If the media will not get the truth out there, we the citizens can It is part of our responsibility to do so in order to maintain our constitutional republic. In closing out this segment on liberty, I'd like to offer this in the words of my new friend, Jabri, show up. Show up and do the work. Do not let the people who would deny you your liberty outwork you. And they will, but only if you let them. There are many groups out there that are doing the hard work already. And they all agree on at least 90 to 95% of the problems facing our republic, as well as the tactics, techniques, and procedures, you know, TTPs, needed to restore our republic. Don't let the 5 or 10% of differences come between these organizations and prevent a lot of the good work each of them has already started from helping each other. Find the common ground. And we all know what that common ground is, too. It is liberty. Coordinate and collaborate with each other. Find out what TTPs work best and everybody use them. Also, find what TTPs have not worked yet and together try to improve them. Find those organizations that are already doing the heavy lifting and get involved. Let me remind you again of the ones that were at the Freedom Summit so you can look them up and get involved. There's Tennessee Stands, Americans for Prosperity, American Federation for Children, and let's not forget the Tennessee Conservative. Here's a plug for you, Brandon. Everybody should go online and subscribe to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Other groups were represented at the summit, too. Of course, there was my good friend and fellow patriot, Mrs. A.J. DePriest, representing Tennessee Liberty Network and Free States Project Tennessee, but many others from organizations like Moms for Liberty and Tennessee Neighbors for Liberty. All of these organizations are in the arena right now. Look them up. Get involved. Show up. Do the hard work that is required so we can restore our constitutional republic. Work side-by-side with these patriots to ensure liberty is protected not only for us, but for all of our future generations. If you are enjoying this podcast and would like to support the work I do, please visit the show's homepage on Anchor. Click the support button and just follow the steps. 
If you would like to contact the show and share other tactics, techniques, and procedures that you have found successful with the rest of the audience, drop me an email. I will share it. The address is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. All one word, no spaces. And I'd also like the audience to do me a bit of a favor here. I'm exploring options of adding video to the website and social media pages. I've been advised that I really need to do that. If I am going to enter the political arena to take a stand and be the servant leader for my fellow citizens. If you have tips on how to do that, send that to me as well. And now as we close the show, I would like to leave you with this from God's Word. 1 Corinthians 10, 29. Conscious, I say, not thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? Our liberty is being controlled by the conscience of the usurpers in government. Government at the local, state, and federal levels. Turn on the news, if you still watch it, or read the news, and just bear witness to what they are doing to you and against you. Even here in the great state of Tennessee, where Article 1, Section 3 of our Constitution states that all men have a natural and indefeasible right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their own conscience, that no man can of right be compelled to attend, erect, or support any place of worship or to maintain any minister against his consent that no human authority can, in any case, whatever, control or interfere with the rights of conscience, and that no preference shall ever be given by law to any religious establishment or mode of worship. People are being forced, often under the color of law, to worship government as their protector and savior. The government will even go door to door to prove that they are your savior. We need to reassert our role as the source of government power, as well as to firmly remind the government of that fact. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.